Hey, so before we get into the podcast this week, there's so much to cover, but I wanted to say the Facebook outage, oh my God, so Mercury retrograde. Every astrologer on Twitter was going insane. I took a look at the chart for the moment that Facebook went out or went down and all of the Libra planets were in the 12th house. So things that are hidden from view, sometimes that can be hidden enemies. Sometimes that can be just things that you're not seeing. You don't know are there. And of course, Mercury retrograde is making them visible. So I love when astrology comes down and infiltrates the news and we all get a little bit of an experience in the collective that teaches us a little bit more about how these planets feel, what their energies feel like. So I hope that you had a delightful no Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp day. I personally wasn't particularly impacted by it because as many of you know, I have been using this time with Saturn in Aquarius to be really diligent about how I use technology, particularly social media, and how it's impacting my brain. And I've been pulling back more and more and more from social media. With that said, I want to mention I'm currently obsessed with the impeachment on Hulu and obsessed with Monica Lewinsky's chart. So I'm going to be doing Monica Lewinsky's chart on IGTV one of these days. Stay tuned for that. So now that we know that we can't trust that Facebook and Instagram will be there, I thought it would be a good time to remind you that you can text me at 917-540-3401. Text I'm in to 917-540-3401 and you'll get my astrology updates two or three times a week. Usually when the moon changes signs, I'll let you know when important stuff is happening, like Mercury retrograde or new moons or full moons or eclipses, all of the good stuff. So make sure you text me. I'm in to 917-540-3401. Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here on your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back. This is the Essential Astrocast and I am Veronica. What a week. October is really off with a bang. So I am recording this on October 7th, Thursday, a couple of days later than I normally do, because unfortunately, just like astrology is hitting you in your life, astrology is hitting me in my life. And this week has been a little crazy. So I wasn't in an emotional place to bring you the podcast and I needed to give myself a little time. So I apologize for the delay. My hope is going forward, just so you guys know, is to batch these. So to spend one week at the beginning of the month recording all of them. And then if there's something in particular that's going on that I want to add, just popping in and doing a little extra bit for the beginning or the end of the episode. But that way, I make sure that there'll be a weekly episode for you, regardless of what's going on in my personal life. 
And many of you know that I got married this year and we are having our postponed twice wedding celebration for our larger group of friends and family. So we're in the final stretches of pushing toward that date in November. And I got a lot of stuff coming up over the next few weeks. So hopefully it won't disturb the podcast schedule too much, but I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. So this week we had a new moon in Libra, and I know it's kicking my butt, and I'm sure it's kicking your butt too. Now, it's not just the new moon, you know, there's the new moon in Libra, of course, on Wednesday at 7.05 a.m. Eastern Time, and it was at 13 degrees Libra. The new moon, as you know, is when the sun and the moon come together at the exact same degree of the exact same sign, and generally... We have 12 new moons a year, one in each sign. Some years we get two, some years we get a two full moons. So it really depends. So like this year, we had two full moons in Aquarius. In 2020, we had two new moons in Cancer. Next year, we're going to have two new moons in Capricorn, but one's going to be at the beginning of the year and one will be at the end of the year. So it, it, of course, there's always like an extra moon somewhere in there, but generally you've got one per sign throughout the year. And so this is your new moon in Libra for 2021. And for those Libras out there or people who, who have a lot of Libra in their chart, this is a particularly impactful one. Now, not all new moons and full moons are created the same. So, of course, eclipses are more powerful, more intense, but the -the run-of-the-mill new moon is a really nice reset or refresh, but it's not particularly powerful. It doesn't really make stuff happen. We really use it as a marker of time and as something that helps us in our own spiritual practice of reflection and intention setting all of which is beautiful. I love following the moon cycle. It's really my favorite. In fact, I'm more interested in knowing someone's moon sign than someone's sun sign because I think it says a lot more about them. But I digress. So this new moon was not the -the run-of-the-mill new moon. So the new moon in Libra, the sun and the moon together at 13 degrees Libra, is conjunct Mars at 14 degrees Libra, and Mercury is retrograde at about 19 degrees Libra. So that gives you a sense. They're all hanging out real close together. So it's intense. Not only do we have all the stuff that's getting churned up by Mercury, but Mars, when it is conjunct the moon or the sun, and in this case both, it just brings up our ego. It brings up all of our impulses. It brings up the part of us that is easy to anger. So that was intense all on its own. We don't even need to add in the other stuff, but there is other stuff. Pluto stationed to move direct the same day as the new moon. And this is where things got real intense. So anyone that doubts a Pluto transit I feel like you're asking for it because Pluto transits are so intense. And we think about like, oh, Pluto's so far away, probably doesn't impact us that much. He's not even technically a planet anymore, according to NASA. But boy, Pluto does not mess around. So 
I think one of the reasons that this new moon on Wednesday was so, so intense was not only because Pluto was stationing, but you had Mars really amping up our anger, amping up our temper, amping up our emotions, because Mars is that part of us that reacts. So you may have had a pretty big reaction to someone or something. And it may have felt like it was out of your control because it was Mars. It was impulsive. So the Pluto station part of it really brought up the stuff that was there for a long time. So Pluto rules the things that are subterranean. He rules the gems that are deep in the earth. He rules the the volcanoes, right? So when Pluto stations to retrograde or go direct, you might hear stories about volcanoes erupting. Because think about it, volcanoes, it's like all that stuff rumbling beneath the earth's surface, that hot stuff that wants to come out. And so in your own life, where was the hot, sticky stuff that just was dying to come out? It might have come out on Wednesday with the new moon. So we are really in this process with Pluto right now because while he did station on Wednesday, we're going to continue to feel him for about five days. And we are still going to get some more information about whatever Pluto wants you to see because we have the sun squaring Pluto next week and we have Mercury with its third and final square within a short span of time to Pluto on November 3rd. So the Pluto story that came out, it might have some ripple effects. It might continue to trickle, but you may have had a blow up. And I had a blow up in my own life. I had a blow up with a particular person in my life that has been brewing for quite some time. And in the blow up, there was an ending of the relationship. And so you may experience a release, a letting go. And that's because while new moons are really about setting intentions for what we want to create, this new moon has a lot of releasing energy to it. So I told my yoga students the other night, we had yoga on Wednesday night, and I said, wow, this is a reset in some ways, but it's a reset that comes with a release. And so you may feel like I'm releasing this relationship and resetting what my expectations in my relationships are because it's in Libra. And Libra, of course, collectively rules our relationships. Now, you may have a different part of your chart that is ruled by Libra. So this might be happening in your sixth house and have something to do with work. This might be happening in your 11th house and have something to do with friendships or groups or your hopes and dreams. This might be happening in your fourth house and has something to do with your home. So you really have to look at your personal chart and see where Libra is in rulership in your chart. What house does it rule? But collectively, and that's really what I talk about here on the podcast, we're talking about relationships. When we've got a lot of Libra stuff, we're talking about partnership, one-on-one relationships. The other reason this is impacting our relationships is that all the planets or most of the planets are reporting to Venus right now because a bunch of planets are in Libra and Libra is ruled by Venus, which means that Venus is the queen 
And on Wednesday, she was transiting through the very last degrees of Scorpio. And Scorpio is super intense. And guess who rules Scorpio? Mars and Pluto. And Mars and Pluto were both a very big part of what was going on with this new moon on Wednesday. So you get the gist of what's happening here. There was a lot of emotion, probably a lot of emotion you couldn't contain. And Venus and Scorpio, you know, at the very last degrees, whenever a planet is at the last degrees, it's more intense. She's been in a mood. Scorpio is an archetype that can be very moody. My husband has a moon in Scorpio, and I have some very dear close Scorpio friends that I love a lot. But Scorpio can be a little bit moody. It is a water sign, and it feels deeply. So... Venus has been in a little bit of a mood and so it didn't take too much to piss her off. And that's kind of how we all felt on Wednesday. So luckily on Thursday, the 7th of October, Venus moves into Sagittarius and she lightens up and we're all going to be in the mood for some fun, which we all need desperately after not only this week, but the many weeks we've had. So once we get the Venus into Sagittarius, the mood shifts incredibly. Hey, did you know that you can practice yoga with me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as well as two Sundays a month? In Online Yoga Club, I take the practice of yoga and the ancient wisdom tradition of astrology and bring them together and we practice in collaboration with the planets. I hope you'll join me. You can find all the details at veronicaparetti.com slash yoga. Before we move on from the new moon, because we really could spend the whole podcast talking about all the things happening on Wednesday... We, this new moon is also in an opposition to Chiron and Chiron is the wounded healer. So the new moon is asking you to get clear or to express because Libra is an air sign. It has to do with communication, connection, speaking, express what you need to do to honor your healing or to tend to your wound in the current situation. And so if that means that you have to say, I will not put up with this any longer, then that's what you have to say. If what you have to say is, I need this from you to make this work, then you have to speak that. So we're all getting a masterclass in really expressing our needs in our relationships so that we can continue to cultivate cooperative and constructive connections. And thankfully, Saturn is trining all of this craziness that's going on in Libra. So Saturn is actually lending a hand with some stabilizing energy. So for me personally, when I went through this situation, I leaned on my other relationships. I leaned on the friends that I knew could hold space for me. And so this new moon and all this stuff with the Pluto station, it's going to give you some clarity on where you feel like you are supported, on where you feel like you can cultivate connection that is 
energetically cooperative, that works with you, that is productive, that is helpful. And that's what we love about Saturn. Saturn helps us find where we can do some work that in the end is for the good, even if it's hard as we move through it, because Saturn is always bringing the lessons, right? Now, Saturn is also stationing right now. So his trine to this new moon and all those planets in Libra is not to be underestimated because he's a little bit more potent right now because he's also stationing. That's something else I want to mention. We have a lot of movement, a lot of energy shifting in the sky right now. It's like dominoes falling. You've got one after the other. We have a bunch of planets moving direct back to back to back to back. It happens, but not necessarily so quickly. I think it's within about 12 days. We have four planets stationing to move direct. So that means we've had this retrograde season and it happens every year, about almost half of the year. We have almost half the planets retrograde, right? Because a lot of the planets do spend about half the year retrograde. We're talking about mostly Pluto and Neptune and Uranus and Jupiter and Saturn too, not quite half the year, but still a lot of time. And that retrograde season is an invitation to reflect. It's not so palpable like Mercury retrograde because those planets aren't as close to us. We don't feel them as intensely, but it definitely adds to the general vibe of what we're feeling collectively. And as these planets, like dominoes, fall one after the other, stationing to go direct, the speed and the momentum is going to pick up. So something that was underneath the surface bubbling and you were sustaining that bubble, all of a sudden it's untenable and it has to erupt. And so you might be feeling like, It's one thing after the other the next few weeks. So you want to plan accordingly. You want to give yourself space. You want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You're eating well. You're exercising. You're getting sleep. You're really taking care of yourself on a physical level. So when the momentum picks up for good and for not so good, you know, you might have some uncomfortable things, but you'll probably have some great things happening. You might have some great opportunities that are showing up and you want to be able to think clearly, choose well, and take action. And so that means you really got to take care of yourself so that you are in a state of being clear. We do have Saturn stationing to move direct this week as well, but it's later on the week, so I'll get to it. Before we get there, Venus is going into Sagittarius on Thursday, and she is going to very quickly conjunct the South Node. So remember I said the new moon and all the stuff on Wednesday has a lot of energy of release associated with it. Well, that's partially because everybody's reporting into Venus. She's the boss. She's the queen right now of the sky. And she is very close to that south node in Sagittarius. And the nodes are really at the end of their journey in Gemini and Sag. So the south nodes in Sag, the north nodes in Gemini, and the nodes go the other direction. They go counterclockwise around the zodiac, around the chart, while the planets go um, counterclockwise. So while the nodes are at the very early degrees of Gemini and Sag, 
they're meeting up with Venus, who just newly entered Sagittarius. So that means Venus rules our relationships, not just with other people, but with money, with our values, with our ideals, what we're willing to stand up for. And she's conjunct the South Node. So it is a time of releasing those old beliefs, releasing those old relationships, releasing those old ways that you deal with money or work with money. Maybe you are, you know, doing some financial stuff at the end of the year, Mercury retrograde, catching up on your bookkeeping, and you realize that you need a new system. You can't be putting the receipts in the envelope anymore and sticking them in the drawer, whatever it is. There's something you're releasing that has to do with Venus. And Venus in Sagittarius is really about those old beliefs because Sagittarius rules higher academia. It rules the law. It is also an archetype, a sign, which is associated with seeking the truth. So anything that is holding you back from honoring your truth or experiencing what is true to you or finding out the truth or aligning with your truth, it's going to have to go. So you might be experiencing that and it might be painful. So that is marinating on Wednesday and then really coming into effect Thursday, Friday. And then on Friday, we're also going to have the sun conjunct Mars. And that's pretty intense too. So remember Mars was super close to that new moon. Well, now the sun is going to exactly conjunct Mars, even though we've been feeling it all week already. And so you're going to feel motivated when the sun brings its light to Mars. It's like being supercharged, getting shot out of a cannon. So this is going to be a new Mars cycle. Mars takes two years to go around the Zodiac. This is the beginning of a new sun Mars cycle. And this Mars cycle is going to be interesting because it's going to include a seven month stint of Mars and Gemini bridging 22 and 23. So I'm really getting ahead of myself. If this is overwhelming, it's okay. Take a deep breath. Mars takes two years to go around the Zodiac. Mars retrogrades every two years. Venus as well. We don't get a Venus and a Mars retrograde every year, thank God. The one good thing about 2021 was that we did not have a Venus or a Mars retrograde. We will have a Venus retrograde, but not until the end of December. So we're not going to have Mars retrograde for quite a while. Don't worry. But this is the beginning of his two-year cycle. So I want you to pull out your journal or your calendar and make some notes this week about what's coming up for you. Who's leaving your life? What's on your mind? What are you just sick of and tired of and can't take anymore? especially around Friday, and then review that later in the year when Mars retrogrades, because this is the beginning of his cycle. When Mars enters the heart of the sun, there's a term for that. We call it Kazemi, whenever a planet comes into the heart of the sun. And it basically means that the planet is being purified by the heat, the fire of the sun. So this is going to be a purification of your motivations because Mars rules our motivations, our drive. And you're going to get some real good clarity on why you do what you do and why you want what you want. And so this is exciting. So definitely pull out the journal this week, put some notes in the calendar. You don't want to forget what's coming up this week for you. 
On Saturday, the sun is going to conjunct Mercury retrograde. So that means that we are officially halfway through Mercury retrograde. Yes. What are you learning about? What has been coming up for you? What are you learning about your communication style? What are you learning about your friendships? What are you learning about how you process information, how you express yourself, all these Libra ideas? Are you doubling down on your convictions? Are you seeing things from a new perspective? Are you working on listening better? Because communication is not just about expressing yourself. It's about listening. God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. So we're also learning to negotiate right now because Libra is the scales of justice, negotiating. This is what I need. This is what you need. This is what you get. This is what I get. Let's make it fair and equal. And if things don't feel fair and equal for you, you got to decide what you're going to do about it. So sun conjunct Mercury on Saturday, we are going to have a little moment of illumination on what this Mercury retrograde is teaching us. We also have Pluto square Eris on Saturday. So as if this week could not get more intense, we have the final fifth square between Pluto and Eris. So I mentioned this a few weeks back. I don't talk about the asteroids very much, but I do when it's important. Eris is the asteroid that is associated with exposing hubris and arrogance And we have had Pluto squaring Eris since the beginning of 2020. Some astrologers believe that this is really why stuff has been so challenging since the beginning of 2020, and that there is going to be some sense of resolution once we get through this final square. Of course, this is a very long cycle because these energetic bodies, Pluto and Eris, are so far away from us. So we are like little specks in the cycle of Pluto and Eris. You know, we are playing our parts, being on this planet, contributing to the collective karma. We're playing a very small part in this Pluto Eris story, which is kind of cool. One of the things I love about astrology is you get to zoom out and see the big picture and see how small you are within it, but also how cool is it that these big energetic bodies have such an impact on how we feel in our day-to-day life? Pluto square Eris is all about that sense of power. Who has the power? Who wants the power? Who's feeling empowered or disempowered? Who has control? All these kinds of things. Back in episode 105 of the podcast, I talked about the Pluto square Eris at the end of the episode. So you might want to go back there and just listen to the last 10 minutes or so. Refresh yourself on that. But Eris is the goddess of strife and discord. Pluto is the lord of power and secrets. This is an exposure of pride and self-confidence and hubris and arrogance and all those things that we see a whole lot of in our society. It started on January 26, 2020, when we started this cycle of these last five squares. October 9th will be the fifth and final of this cycle. But this Pluto Eris cycle began with their conjunction in 1756. Can you believe it? And they're not going to be together again until 2115. 
we will get a visit from them talking to one another in the form of a sextile in 2042. But until then, we won't have much Pluto Eris. With that said, we all have incarnated to be part of this cycle on some level. This is part of their closing cycle. We are a part of the closing square of this cycle of Pluto and Eris, which means that we have the responsibility to figure out how to end some of the really detrimental ways that power corrupts our society and some of the ways that arrogance and hubris corrupt. And so we have an opportunity to step up, say, we see this and we want to change it. We don't want to leave it. We don't want to leave it for those poor folks that are going to inherit the next Pluto Eris conjunction in 2115. So back to uh, now, 2021, Saturn is stationing direct on Sunday with Pluto stationing and Saturn stationing. We're finally going to get to feel like we're moving forward. And some astrologers are saying that this is going to be our real opportunity to put 2020 in the rear view, meaning all the stuff of 2020, we're going to get to start to see it moving in the rear view. It's kind of felt like we just can't escape 2020. It just feels like one long March 2020 that we're all living in. But truthfully, my hope is that with Jupiter going direct next week, Jupiter rules global travel. My hope is that we get to see the vaccine roll out globally because only 5% of people on the continent of Africa are fully vaccinated. So we really need to see this rollout get to places like India and the countries of Africa, all over the developing world. They need vaccines just like we do. Just because we can go on vacation doesn't mean that it's safe for people all over the world. So I really hope that Jupiter going direct is going to help us do that. So that is what I'm hoping for with all these planets moving direct on the collective global level. We'll see what happens. So the takeaways for this week, deep breaths. So much is going on. Give yourself time to process and integrate what is happening. You might not understand all of it yet. We still have Mercury retrograde until... October 18th. We might not have all the information yet. So really give yourself some time to process and integrate what's happening. And remember, there's so much energy around release this week. Release doesn't always mean that you're announcing that to someone else. It could be forgiveness within yourself. You don't need to tell someone you forgive them to forgive them for yourself. And you don't need to tell someone that you're giving up this or that or creating a boundary to make it real. So do yourself the favor of working the muscle of forgiveness this week for your own health and for your own well-being and get ready. Because stuff is going to start to move fast and you want to be in clear and grounded and ready to grab the reins and fly. Okay, so I'll talk to you next week.
Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.